It's a real good podcast, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Hi, and welcome to The Real Good Podcast. My name is Raymond Morris. And I'm Austin James. And we'd like to welcome you to this program, this fantastic program that is brought to you by coffee. That's right, coffee. It keeps you caffeinated, even when you don't feel like being caffeinated. Coffee, (laughs) available wherever coffee is sold. So, Austin, we got a quite a show today, don't we? We got some we got some uh, a lot of topics to cover. Um, a lot of news and we'll get right into it. We might as well waste with, your time. with an awesome segment of Rapid Fire. The first topic that we're going to be covering today comes from Warner Brothers and Justice League again. We just can't get away from this movie, and not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. It's really not that bad of a movie, but all the stuff behind it makes it seem like way worse. Yeah. It, it's just, man, I just don't know. Anyway, Cinematographer came out this week and thought, you know what, things are not controversial enough let me go on ahead and throw some fuel on the fire, said that they shot a a few black-suited Superman scenes. Now, if you've listened to us or watched us at all, you know that is the one thing I wanted to see in this movie was black-suited Superman. I think they hinted at it one time, too. Henry Cavill posted an Instagram post with the the suit. And so so black-suited Superman uh, was teased. Black suited Superman is what we wanted. Black super Superman is not what we got. Mm-hmm. However, the cinematographer said that it was cut from the movie. So, Austin, that just brings up this topic again. I know you like Justice League. Yep. Um, but it begs the question, I guess, of uh, what movie did we actually end up with? Yeah. Could it have been better? It, I mean, I don't think it could have been much worse. But <laughs> not that it was, I mean, it had to be. I mean, it wasn't like Suicide Squad. Like, it didn't have that much issues. But there was definitely some. And, like, the one you said you weren't a big fan of was they used the mother box to bring Superman back. Which, since we did our Justice League review, again, not huge comic book for persons. I don't understand. I mean, I am, but I don't understand yeah. the mother boxes at all. Apparently, they talk, too. So, like... I guess from what I've started to read more is like that. That's why they're like literally like a mother box with like the um, well, it's the so Amazon. So so it's so the boxes are basically like these. They're they're basically like computers. They're like living computers. Okay. is what they're like. Um, in, in one iteration of it, I'm I'm not going to pretend to know yeah, all the comic it's hard book to stuff. I, I've kind of tried to read up on it, but like if you want to know, just uh, yeah. call up Jack Kirby. Yeah. Is he alive? I don't even I don't know. know. No, no. I mean, he was writing way back in the day. But anyway, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So it it appears as though, like, there's a lot about this movie that has changed so Mm -hmm. much when Zack Snyder left. Um, Like, I wonder, so my my speculation is, I wonder if those black-suited Superman scenes were the ones that they reshot where it's shirtless Superman scenes. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, maybe he actually came back by natural causes and then goes and fights everybody mm-hmm. um, in the black suit, and then the lowest moment happens and he leaves. I'm almost wondering if if somehow Steppenwolf brought him back to life. Interesting that you bring that up. So I don't know how much you've been reading. Have you read much about all the stuff that's been coming out? Yeah, about here what they and cut? there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So one of the big things is the original plot for this movie was the just Batman mentions his dreams from Batman v Superman. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he, we know then why he's yeah. going after these parademons and things and knows about them. Um, but on top of that, the big thing is he wants, he's going to try and bring Superman back before Steppenwolf does. Yeah. Steppenwolf is trying to get these mother boxes so that he can bring back his mother, oh. I think is what it is. Oh. And then they would then go and take on, um, dark side on apocalypse and take over that whole planet and so or no it's not he's not bringing back his mother he's getting the mother separate wolf is getting back the the mother boxes to bring back superman first Uh, okay so that he can then use him to take over apocalypse Uh, okay which is really interesting because that gives a lot more motivation for why he's doing what he's doing yeah and taking over earth and and then supposedly you also get not just a doomsday reference 
not uh, Doomsday, uh, a Dark Side reference. Okay. Not only do you just get a verbal reference to him, you actually see him. And at the very end, when he gets boom tubed out, yeah. um, at the very end of the movie, he gets taken back to Apocalypse, and do and, and Dark Side kills him. Oh wow! He kills him right there, and he says some, makes some <laughs> uh, reference to um, um, uh, being interested in this Kryptonian. Yeah. And then um, there's a post credit scene where two Green Lanterns show up, talk to Batman about finding a Green Lantern f- from Earth. Mm. So wow. there are so many things that were cut from this movie yeah. that you're learning about now, including this. And I just, I wonder, I don't know if all those things would make a better movie. Yeah, see, that, that's the thing that I've read. Like, it seems like they're almost trying to cram, like, too much into one story. But we definitely, I would like to see a little bit more. Like I said a hundred times, I would like to see a little bit more on the on the backstory with Cyborg. Because I feel like he's so, he interplays so much with the mother boxes and more on those as well. Yeah. And but the things with I wondered with the black Superman suit is I where I was thinking which it kind of stinks because you never saw it in Batman vs Superman or in Batman vs Superman either was um, in the first one you know like the Kryptonian ship is like is his it, version of the Fortress yeah, of Solitude yeah. so I was thinking that's where he gets the black suit from is that's you know, what I thought because it would make sense because like he just puts on that Superman suit yeah. the classic one but like in reality like you would probably have more than one outfit you yeah. know yeah so that was probably just well, alt B was the black if, one yeah and if you go back to like the comics um, in that Death of Superman arc what yeah. happens is, is is there is that black suit there but it's I, I don't know I don't know enough about the comic and I forget the cartoon which I watched but I want to say it was either already in the Fortress of Solitude. It was. Yeah. Um, but it was designed so that he could yeah. regenerate because the soaking in, in the, yeah, yeah. more of the UV rays. Um, but anyway. Plus, you could have kept the, the well, facial and hair. And that's the thing. Like, he would have kept all of that. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have had the weird green screen. And I bet it would have. It could have been there because... <laughs> Because I bet I bet the thing that I bet it somehow that's the one thing I want to explain in all the movie magic. Superman got impaled by Doomsday, has a hole in the middle of his costume, shows up in the blue costume with nothing. So mm-hmm. did maybe he has more than one Superman costume too? He has to. So right? he has a nice wardrobe. What do, <laughs> what do you think he did in between Man of Steel, that's Batman true. v Superman? He knitted together a lot of those things. <laughs> that's what Martha was doing. That's why he had such a reaction to Martha was that he was spending a lot of time with Martha <laughs> sewing these new suits. Anyway, uh, let us know what you thought of Justice League. Do you think a black-suited Superman would have uh, brought a lot more cheer to your eye? Um, when it came to this, I don't know. Um, let us know in the comments below. But let's go to the next topic of discussion, Austin. So, uh, and so we were talking about the you know the Superman getting cut from Doomsday and all that goodness. But now we're completely switching over to something that kind of plays into your uh, your shirt here. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Quentin Tarantino, if you ever heard, is doing an R-rated film. <laughs> No surprise there. I don't, I, the franchise, however, that he's doing the R-rated f- film first. First of all, he's doing a franchise, which is weird. Never happened. Not Deadpool two. Nope. Don't understand why he didn't do that. Now if he's going to be in a franchise, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. So the news has come out that he is working on creating a Star Trek movie mm-hmm. with J.J. Abrams and Paramount, and they have supposedly signed off on it, and it's wanting to be rated R. At least that's the rumor that's going around right now. Quentin Tarantino, and I don't, so this is, this is where it gets interesting. So for mm-hmm. those of you, if you're watching this, maybe you know, but Quentin Tarantino has directed nine, well, he will be, his ninth directorial uh, film will be coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's based on the Manson murders, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, nine, and he has said all along that he's directing ten movies and then he's retiring. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting is everybody's been speculating what is his 10th film going to be and then all of a sudden we learn that he's developing a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Is that going to be his 10th film? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I wonder why 10. Like, why does he just... That's a nice number. I mean, it is, but it's a like... Nice, it's a nice number. But, but And you look at someone like him where he has complete creative control over his stuff. Where he yeah. writes it, he directs it. It's usually like... He, I don't think he has huge budgets. I mean, they're not small by any means anymore, but yeah. like when he first burst on the scene with Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. and is just rolling with that, I don't think he's ever made a less than R-rated film. Yeah. And so you come into this 
franchise that has just been rebooted with Star Trek Beyond as being the final one. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the first Star Trek, the new new reiteration. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of any of the Star Trek movies um, before, before then. It. Yeah, and yeah. so that was right up my alley. I liked Into Darkness. A lot of people didn't. Star Trek Beyond got really, you know, was positively reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't like, it, it didn't have as good costumes yeah. and makeup and hair as, say, Academy Award winning Suicide yes. Squad. Yeah. But, because um, that's what it lost to. Yep. But anyway... Um, but it's just it's just really an interesting choice. So what would you what 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 would you expect from an R-rated Quentin Tarantino? I'm, I've been Star thinking Trek? in my head the whole time. This what is not what it's gonna be, but how hilarious would but it be? But this is yeah, that's go for what it. What if it was just William Shatner on just like a week long road trip and Quentin Tarantino was just filming him with a spy can and then they just added CGI Star Trek effects around him? It's just an old guy babbered about probably using lots okay. of curses. So this is what I'm wanting to and see. And violence. I want him. I want him to use a Shatner, uh, uh, because so I just <laughs> that that if if you haven't streamed it on Netflix yet, um, there's a movie called Christmas Horror Story on Netflix. William Shatner's in it. He doesn't do anything awesome, but it's it a very violent and bloody. Else. And like, if you're a kid, do not watch that movie at all. Believe me, don't. If you're an adult, probably shouldn't watch it either because it's just that dumb. But if you're in a group of friends and you're just wanting a B movie with a lot of cussing and blood and guts and gore, that's the film for you. Yuletide to Jollies. Anyway, Shatner's in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wanting Shatner and Samuel Jackson. Bounty hunters mm-hmm. for the for the Star Federation. They get they get hired as like hired hands to just go and wipe out like maybe it's a hit list of the five most dangerous people in the galaxy, and they have to go where no man has gone before. And it's basically it's almost like the the Pulp Fiction characters oh, going around the galaxies. What did you want? Like? <laughs> that'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. And then like the the whole soundtrack is just Beastie Boys because we've already been introduced to them in the in the Star Trek universe. What if? <laughs> Why not? What if it's? I like your idea. Do you Thank remember you. like? Do you remember the? Uh, not that not Batman and Superman, not World's Finest, but what was the one where they were Public like enemies? everybody? Yeah. What if it was kind of like that? But instead of Batman vs Superman, it's just William Shatner and Patrick Stewart oh on like gosh. this giant quest together. What? Because <laughs> they were the yeah, two captains. Dude. <laughs> or okay, so we've already had this established. Like you know, you had Leonard Nimoy and then the new Spock. Why don't you get Chris Pine and William Shatner to be I to go like on, the run, on the Patrick Stewart needs road, to be in this adventure. That guy is. If you I'm watch his stuff outside of like X Men, he is hilarious. Okay, here's one. Here's a real Trekkie. Here's a real Trekkie thing. So Star Trek Nemesis is the only other Star Trek movie I have watched outside of the new ones. Yeah, and it is actually you know who's in that movie. So the whole premise is like there's some alien race that tries to clone Captain Picard, which is Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, they like clone him for some reason, and yeah. it, it, it's actually kind of a cool movie. Yeah. But you know who plays the clone? I think it was like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's funny. So what if? Oh gosh. What if we take that <laughs> running? They're on the road, and maybe let's combine these. They have to kill these five people. Um, in order to clear their name, and it's just a bloody shootout and stuff. Oh, and man. so you get cloned Patrick Stewart, which is Tom oh, Hardy, full beef mode Tom Hardy, and then <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart now. That's awesome. Run, going around the galaxy. Um, another thing I saw, um, another comment, it was a tweet, I, so I can't take credit for this, but you know how the thing in Star Trek is all the red shirts die? Mm. Well, they, they, uh, it's, it's a film about <laughs> it's a film where like these 10 there are there are there are not there's supposed to be 10 dangerous aliens arriving in this desert oh gosh nine of them show up the 10th walks in and shuts the door a light comes on okay yeah and he's a red shirt trekkie oh gosh and he pulls out two guns and the title card comes up it says star trek Revenge is best served red, oh, and gosh. he finally doesn't die, and he just kills them all. That's awesome. It's it's like a shoot 'em up version of the Hateful Eight. That would also be pretty shirt. cool. Uh, what would you? What, what do you want to see in a Star Trek movie directed by Quentin Tarantino? Let us know. Better comment. 
Find out what other franchises you would love to see Quentin Tarantino. Honestly, yeah. Okay, just Disney real quick, princesses. Just, okay, just real quick, real quick. If there were a franchise besides besides the obvious Deadpool, what would you want Quentin Tarantino? That to like, that's hard. Like, cause I'm just thinking about it off the top of my head. Yeah, that's um, that's that's just Ghostbusters would be sweet. <laughs> Man, do you think there's gonna be cussing in like hardcore cussing in this? Sorry, rated. I mean, it's a. I just find it very hard to believe that they're actually gonna go through with it. But <laughs> it is a fun know. place to imagine. <laughs> uh, for me, My Little Pony. I want it directed by Quentin Tarantino. Anyway, pony. next topic. Um, this one might take a little while to talk about, but Fox and Disney. We 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 kind of we kind of hinted at this a couple of weeks ago, and then we started doing some research on it, and it turns out that that like. Big time agencies, news agencies are running with this now, and they're saying that a deal may be sh done between Fox, 20th, 21st Century Fox, and Disney mm -hmm. by the end of next week. And that's wow. as soon as they're saying. So this deal is looking pretty much done. Wow. Um, 60. Wow. The the so basically, it's Fox News is not going to um, Disney, huh. and neither Funny. is Fox Sports, okay. either one of them, but now what about the their Fox channels? Network, so Fox like Network, Guy, so Fox Network mm -hmm. is going, wow. FX is going, Wow. FXX is going, 20th Century Fox, the film studio, you also have Fox Searchlight, which is the independent yeah. branch, all of those entertainment ones are going to Disney, would go to Disney. 60 billion with a B dollars is what has been valued at. So Austin, I tell you this, what is your first reaction and what do you what are you thinking like the the landscape it's just, of film and entertainment will forever be changed but but what do you do you think this is a good thing? First I mean, off, do you think this is good? I'm hesitant because, like, I'm thinking, like, so if Disney has, I mean, would these channels still be in existence? Yeah, well, I mean, theoretically yeah, I mean, so it sounds like what it could be is like Fox might still continue to run as the same network we know, but maybe it's kind of like how Disney runs ABC, but it doesn't really seem like Disney's like, yeah. you know, you don't watch like Modern Family and you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely a Disney show, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, so it'll probably be like that. Um, I, I guess for me, I don't really think much about those types of networks and stuff. Yeah. Um, with it, I guess my biggest thing is it comes to the film franchises and yeah, and that's gonna be crazy. and and because we'll we'll get into the connected universes. Yeah. In a little bit, but like you know, you look at a lot of movies are able to be made because they're made by different people and like not all this money, not because the studio only has so much money they can borrow and that they can yeah. use. To be able to produce a certain amount of movies, and Disney produces a, a, a butt ton of content every year, mm. but then 20th Century Fox also does because they're their own entity, and and then you Sony does its own thing because it's its own entity, and and it makes you wonder like the more we consolidate these things together, does that mean we're going to have less and less content? That's why I was telling um, you. And in what what's going to happen? Because you have an interesting theory about if this goes through, what the next yeah. step might be. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, I think I don't know who's going to buy out who, but if this happens, I think Warner Brothers and Universal get together because they've had the same kind of. If you followed this stuff with like the the um, legendary pictures, mm -hmm. so that's been you know was with Warner Brothers, but it's also Universal. But sometimes they team up together for like King Kong and Godzilla yeah. and those movies. So. Um, so those are big budget movies that they're working on together, yeah. which you wouldn't have seen ten years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, very similar to the Sony and Marvel and the Spider-Man. So yeah, I could see that happening too. And also because, like I was telling you, like I mean, it was a big hit this year, but like beyond just the DC stuff, like the last few years has been very, very like hit or miss for Warner Brothers. I mean, you look at that yeah. Peter Pan movie with Hugh Jackman was a yeah. huge flop. Chappie. Like you know that. I mean, but Chappie wasn't a huge movie. Like I don't think they invested too much. Money no, I think they lost a lot of money on it though. But but but, uh, but like you look. I that mean, it seems Jackman. like it seems like <laughs> it's just like uh, franchises run things. And, yeah. And so Warner Brothers does have the Harry Potter stuff. They do, and that's um, doing. And but see, but it's at Universal Studios. Well, that's so that's where this gets interesting. Is like yeah. the whole Warner, the whole Fox Disney merger shouldn't have taken us by surprise because yeah. you just look at you look at the theme parks. Yeah. Which seems like a very strange place to look at for these sort sense. of things, but it makes a lot of sense. And we started. I started doing some homework, but yeah. So all of you people that are my Disney folks. Um, shout out to the Armstrong family getting me there a couple yeah. of years ago, going back in January. If you're going to be there in January of uh, this year, hit me up. Let me know. <laughs> um, but 
like you go on what the great movie ride may it rest in peace um you know it had alien in it yeah. there used to be an alien ride mm-hmm. um and then yeah. you also had the the indiana jones stunt spectacular and indiana jones being in the great mary uh, great movie ride and uh the star all the star wars stuff that was yeah, there yeah. before disney even acquired the lucas film mm-hmm. stuff and so you had all of those things there, which are 20th Century Fox properties mm-hmm. that are allowed to be there and kind of yeah. put on display. And you even brought up, like, they would have Power Ranger. Did they have yeah. a Power Ranger ride? They had the characters. Or just, like, the characters yeah. walking around. And they used to show, like, the shows. Yeah. Like, they would reboot the old 90s. And, and so, like, that was all old stuff. But yeah. then what's very interesting, and this came to my attention this year, Avatar Land is now at Animal yeah. Kingdom. Fox. And which was so strange to me. Why would you do that? Yeah. While they're trying to promote the new movies that are coming yeah. out. But you've heard that it's a super ambitious project. Yeah. You know, Fox is going to sink a ton of money into this. How are, you know, he's planning number two and number three. Well, if number two does well, they're going to film three to four back to back and it's going to be a ton of money. Well, yeah. how are you going to have the money for all of that stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a huge risk. Well, you drum up the support yeah. by making Avatar Land. And Disney allows that to be there because maybe they're wanting to acquire it. And so maybe we should have seen this merger yeah. coming along. The Star Trek movies, aren't they Fox? Like the last few oh. ones? I actually have to look that up. I, I don't quite I know remember. like the TV show is CBS. Okay, so, so it's probably somebody else then. But so that that all, you know, maybe we should have seen this Fox thing coming sooner. Yeah. Um, but where it really starts getting interesting mm-hmm. is what does this mean for the cinematic universes of the x-men of the fantastic four and then the avengers now yeah what does this mean go for it well for one because they're they're already doing the marketing on deadpool and they're doing the same thing again so that's the first thing i address is like they got to figure out what they're going to do with that because disney loves money but they don't like the way he acts (laughs) there's going to be they're going to have to come on a middle ground on that because but the, but the problem you get in that, if Disney produces it, makes a PG-13 movie, then kids go, oh, let's go watch the other two Deadpool movies. So you're kind yeah. of in a weird in a weird pigeonhole. I'm still under the idea you make those under one of your subsidiary companies or well, something. Well, but, and, and that's and that's the one, I wonder if 20th Century Fox becomes that subsidiary company yeah. like Miramax was yeah. um, for Disney, where so, like, do they allow that, or, or is it Touchstone? Like Touchstone, Touchstone. Yeah. yeah, they had Miramax. That yeah. was actually so, Harvey Weinstein's. Yeah, so we yeah. Touchstone. Yeah, Touchstone being the like you know the thing that they actually fun fact that's where they released the Nightmare Before Christmas. Through, yeah, because they didn't think it was good. Like yeah, it was they, too dark to be yeah. a Disney movie. Um, so maybe 20th Century Fox becomes that, and that's what I could see them doing. As far as the other MCU stuff and, and bringing the characters together. Um, I kind of had. I told you kind of my plan for how they could do it. And you might Go have your it. own. But I was telling you that let they do something in Avengers Four where you use like you were saying like a reality stone or something like that. Where because that gauntlet's going to mess all sorts of stuff up, things. man. So like it, it would be very similar to. I'm sure if you watch this, you're very familiar with the with the Flashpoint plot line, whether it's through the show or the comics or the upcoming movie that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, so one of the, there's a lot of things that happen in Flashpoint, but the one that I thought was really interesting was like Superman, instead of crashing in Smallville, crashes in Metropolis, and instead of becoming the Superman we all love and adore, he becomes a lab rat that we never discover. So like, and that was all that really was mm-hmm. in the story. But I was telling you, so what if the one thing that gets changed, and then you think of kind of how the... Um, butterfly effect works through that is like instead of Captain America like sacrificing himself in the in the first movie and then they discover him 70 years later or whatever in the ice he just doesn't he doesn't die there like he he makes it through his mission he lives out his life with Peggy they're happy together and the other thing too I was telling you is because he's always around he's he becomes like the shield bodyguard so like Tony Stark's dad doesn't get killed by Bucky Bucky may not go completely AWOL either because Steve's still there. So, like, all that stuff changes. And because the parents never die, then Tony Stark never becomes Iron Man. He just stays a spoiled child. Yeah. And then you have to restart. And that's how you do it. And that would be a really interesting plotline, I think, for that fourth movie 
if they if they include that in there yeah. kind of like that alternate reality type of thing it's kind of like a days of future past kind of feel where yeah. like someone from the rea- like maybe doctor strange has to come back and make sure all this stuff happens that forms mm-hmm. the avengers so they can take on thanos imagine too like what you could do with captain america because i imagine like the way he he would age like he could probably live like 150 years or whatever like he probably ages yeah. a little bit because he talks about when he drinks yeah. he can't get drunk with his cells so imagine you kind of get like when you rediscover Captain America in this universe, he's kind of like this grizzled old, like you know, like kind of war Basically, veteran guy. So like, this is what's cool. interesting because if they have the Fox characters, imagine him fighting alongside Wolverine. Wolverine. That would be. I would want to see that movie. So I would want to see those two fights like, square off against each other. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, but that's what that's. I wonder like Captain if, Canada. If, if they bring in <laughs> so like the I, I've heard people. Like saying, get a dump truckload of money, back it up to Hugh Jackman's house, say, listen, buddy, we need you back for the fourth movie. We want you to fight in the fourth one as Wolverine, and we want you to be the post credit scene for the third one. And that would be sick. That would be awesome. I would, (laughs) I think you can reason that because he got such an awesome goodbye, I guess, in Logan. Like the end of Logan was bittersweet. It was a gut punch. It worked well with the movie. But just as a fan, I felt like I just watched a family member die on screen. And so I like, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched that movie yet. um, but But I wonder if, because of the reality bending and stuff, if then that happens. And plus, since these movies happen in the present. Yeah. This is a different present than the present of Logan in the X-Men universe, which happens in the future. Yeah. So then all of this stuff happens, and you can actually still reason that Wolverine is still good to go and still kicking and still rocking. You could even maybe get around. I'm just thinking about if Wolverine's in the World War II line. I wonder if you you could get away with... Get him in the Howling Commandos. Well, that'd be sweet. What if you did? I don't know if you could... Because Disney's getting better at that thing where they take the actor and make him look younger. So what if you have Hugh Jackman, but he looks like... Wolverine X-Men from Origins. like 1999. X-Men like Origins Wolverine. Day. Yeah. That would be cool. Like, so he looks a little yeah. bit younger. Because yeah. now he looks like Logan, like he yeah. did in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I'm simultaneously excited and then uh, kind of cautious. You know, cautious with it because I, I love having the X-Men not there. I understand having them, but I, I feel like you're not going to get as, as many films and as wide a variety of like ratings and stuff with them if they're all under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, Disney's good at making money. So we'll just sit back and enjoy yeah. the ride and, and see what happens. Tell us what you think about it as well yeah. um, in the comments. But so today um, we are going to discuss a question that was brought up on last week's episode. Uh, I saw a comment from Luke. Um, he asked, um, he was curious about what order, because we mentioned it last mm. week about like yeah. different orders that you can actually watch the Star Wars mm. movies in. Um, and so I guess, you know, you have all of these different Star Wars movies now. Mm-hmm. And how many are there now? Uh, eight. There are eight, Rogue including Rogue One. Yeah. So, um, Austin, nine, you, like, few weeks. you mentioned... You've been watch, going through watching all of them, yeah. right? And leading yeah. up to to episode eight. So, Austin, uh, I have I have the theory on how you should watch them. Yeah. What's your preferred method? I mean, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't too creative with it. I've just gone in order of yeah. how it makes sense in the story, which includes when you finish the the prequels, um, then you watch Rogue One, and then you watch the original trilogy, and then you'd finish with Can episode seven. Yeah. Um, so there, there are a bunch of people that are all about release order. That that's yeah. the order you should watch. Uh, it. I've never thought. About what do you, it, yeah. what do you think about that? Do you, what, what are your thoughts it's on? Kinda, it kind of, kind of gets weird yeah, now I don't, because, yeah. because with the bouncing with the around, stories. yeah. But when it was just this, the class without Rogue One, the only thing that would make it look good was the fact that they, like the effects look cracked, like they get better and better. Well, and that's and the that's movies. the thing is like you know you watch four, you five, see, six, like, then one, two, three, yeah, and then you watch different. seven, then you watch. Yeah. You would all go back and watch I think it's cool, like, if you're somebody like us that likes watching film, it's kind of see, it's kind of cool trying to see where we've came with the different movies and stuff, you know? Yeah. And and what I really, I mean, I, I'd probably, I'm never on here, but I've, I've bagged on episode seven a couple of times. Just, it's not bad, but it's not I don't know favorites. why. Why do you rag on that movie? I don't it know. is the best remake of episode four I've ever seen. <laughs> see, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the one thing I will say, you, you call it a remake, the one thing I did like about it was, 
when you were watching it. It was a movie made in 2017, but I thought they I thought they did their best at making it look like it's taking place right after the original three. Yeah. With like some updated graphics. But it's not like like the prequels. Sometimes like the graphics look like way too. There's there, there's a lot of like green screen backgrounds yeah. and planets and stuff. Yeah. So that on. that was kind of cool in that one. Yeah, that's kind of a tangent. But yeah, just yeah. something I thought of. Well, um, <laughs> and I mean, and that's true. And and what but what I appreciate about those prequels, um, please, internet, don't kill us here. I like the prequels. I'll stand <gasps> by. <it. sighs> I'm done. They have their faults. Let me, let me leave this podcast now. Okay. You name me a better lightsaber okay battle than the episode three one with Obi Wan and Anakin. <laughs> Look, that that one's awesome. And and I mean, like the prequels do overall have some really cool moments in them. And 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 I and personally, like I appreciate the fact that it feels like Star Wars, but it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Episode and Seven is, is it felt kind of like a retread of where we've already been. Seen. Now, now that understandably. You, I, I get it because they felt like the general audience needed to have their faith restored in what Star Wars is. Yeah. And so they need to make sure they go through that. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling here with uh, just like right now because we already started to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. And now we're talking about Star Wars. I apologize in advance if I mistakenly say one or the other. It's no offense. Okay? <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> anyway. Um, but with Star Wars, yeah. So Seven... Okay, so let's back up to the original question here. The order, order, uh, if you're watching Star Wars for the very first time, or you're going to do a marathon on them, we did this um, with uh, a church, uh, with with my church youth group um, back when Episode 7 came out. We did an all-nighter and watched every single movie, one through six. And this is how we did it. We started at 7 7 p.m., and you go Episode 4, Episode five, mm-hmm. because that establishes Star Wars, where it began. You're kind of like put in the middle of the story. You know who Luke is. You find out who Leia is. And it also preserves a very, very big spin that was critical to like that a whole thing yeah. of who Darth Vader actually is. Um, some people in this world still do not know who Darth Vader actually is. Okay. Um, spoiler alert, it's Anakin. So, at... at yeah, right. Oh. Um, so, at the end of episode five, you get the, No, I am your father. Mm-hmm. No! That's me falling. I feel like, how would you not know that? I mean, you never... Like, there was years and years before I watched them, and I still knew that, that plot it's, line. It's... I mean, it's a big pop culture thing, but I mean, like, <laughs> you think about kids. I'm, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, there are kids that yeah. have never watched Star Wars, and... And you know, and especially now, the further away we get from That's those true. people, yeah, from the, that being That's the true. core thing of the story, the less it's going to be talked about. Yeah, there are bigger fish to fry. We're trying to figure out who Ray's parents are. We're, yeah. we're trying to, you know, we're we're learning about all these different things, these different elements. So, the further we get from there, the more it makes sense why mm-hmm. more kids don't know. But anyway, so you watch episode four and five, you get that whole spin, and then what happens is, is you go back to episode one. Mm-hmm. In episode two and episode three, and we learn, okay, we heard that this Anakin was killed by Darth Vader. Now we found out Darth Vader was Anakin. How did that happen? Yeah. And you get that whole lead up, and then you watch episode three, and right after episode three, you would watch episode six. Yeah. Um, and that's with just the six. Because what's interesting is you then get these cool parallels. You see what Lucas was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this also helps you appreciate a lot more what George Lucas was doing and like hearkening back to the original stories in the prequels to yeah. make it look like he was setting those things up like in the storyline where these things happened and then they also play out later later yeah. on. Um, but but you see how like Anakin's path and Luke's path, at Luke's path in six, Anakin's mm-hmm. path in three are very, very similar in the, what they talk about and the opportunities that they have parallel each other so much but then you see Anakin go to the dark side but you know that there was some good there Luke flirts with the dark side yeah. but then comes back and then you understand the redemption of Darth Vader in episode 6 better yeah. because you've just watched his downfall in episode 3 now with the inclusion of four well, with of Rogue One and um, and, and episode, yeah, seven. episode 7 yeah. what I would do um, is watch I would watch four uh, I would watch this and this is interesting. We were talking about the graphics yeah. discussion. Um, I would watch Rogue One, yeah, and then I'll watch Episode Four. It's going yeah. to be jarring because of the the graphics. But it's like right before. Because like, here's my hot take. I think Episode Four is one of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. 
I really do. I understand what people say that it's great because it, like technologically, it was amazing and all of that. And I mean, you can you can say that, but then I would just caution you to not say that until you watch uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey and Stanley Kubrick, who did those things before we landed on the moon in 1967. In 1967, that movie came out. 2001: A Space Odyssey. Is it 67 or 68? Yeah. That movie came out, and he. I mean, it's understandable why people think he faked the moon landing yeah. because he makes a very convincing outer space. Yeah. And a lot of those similar shots that you see in Star Wars years later, you see just as well done in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Go and watch it. And there were monkeys. Episode 4 is severely lacking in monkeys hitting stuff with bones. They have Wookiees. Yeah, they have Wookiees, but they aren't going... Bum, 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 ba-da. You don't get that song once. You get John Williams, but you don't get that. I'm, I feel like I'm we still saying. won since you got John Williams. We got John Williams. <laughs> anyway, but I don't think episode four is all that great. I think it's super cheesy. I don't really like it. I understand it's setting up all that stuff, but as itself, I think it is the third, second worst Star Wars movie ever made. You can fight me on that. It's whatever. Anyway, um... For what it's worth, I, I love it. It's yeah, like my you, you're allowed to. You're allowed to. <laughs> but so, so with graphics-wise, it's going to be really jarring. But the story, and you were talking about this earlier, that works really well because you can introduce someone to what the Star Wars universe is like mm -hmm. and with Rogue One, and you don't have to talk about the Jedi yet. That's true. And then they introduce, like, what this force, what's the force? Yeah. And then in Episode 4, you get that reintroduced, and then mm -hmm. you get Episode 5, and then... You backtrack to the prequels, and then you go forward, and then you watch um, episode six, and then episode seven, which will bring up when you watch those movies back to back. It will bring up one glaring and just jarring story thing that I think is dumb when it comes to episode seven. Okay. Episode six, you end with this big party, right? Yeah. The galaxy is saved. We've talked episode about seven this. is like it's like a SpongeBob episode. Thirty years later. And then well, like, everything yeah, yeah, we suck again. Yeah. Yeah, we're bad. Yeah. All right. It's like the Browns took over the galaxy. Literally. The Browns took over the galaxy, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just bring back the bad guys. That'd be good." <laughs> the Browns. He has a helmet. Let's trust him. That guy has a scar on his face. He can't possibly be a bad guy. I'd be like. <laughs> It's like, the guy's Gollum. Like, Smeagol is showing up to run the galaxy right now. It'd be like, <laughs> didn't they? It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but they have to have access to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Come on. It'd be like, it'd be like, um, it'd be kind of like after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, like the next year, they just, they're like, they're like, I know this World Series was fun, we got the whole celebration, but what you guys really loved was those Cubs that couldn't win, had steroids. losers. <laughs> so, like, they just feel the worst team the yeah. next year. Like, it's the classic Cubs. <laughs> Talk about, uh, uh, <coughs> talking about things you want uh, Quentin Tarantino to take over. I want to see the, uh, I want to see a Boba Fett movie with, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Also I want to see him with all of those awesome mercenaries. Um, no incinerations. Yeah. I want to see that happen. <laughs> with, with the thing with Tarantino, he would be the one to do a Boba Fett movie, but he would still have the same amount of lines as he does in the regular trilogy. <laughs> like he has like six lines Probably. in a two-hour movie. Look, as long as they said it in the uh, somehow uh, how, somehow bring back Mace Windu in it, that's oh, what we need. That's what we need because Samuel Jackson's in all the stuff. That's true. He has to be in it. Oh but, uh, man, yeah, we kind of side sidetracked so, yeah. it. Well, bit. I mean, that's... so order. Um, how would it say you like the? Start I like uh, so Rogue One, four, five. Rogue One, four, five, one, two, three, six, seven. Well, something I think I'm interested. Have you seen the thing? It's actually if you're a Star Wars fan or just you like kids, like one of the fun man, things. Man, if you're liking kids, that's weird. In a good way. Uh, but uh, but um, on YouTube they have all these videos where like they'll film their kids' reaction to the big Luke Skywalker mm -hmm. reveal that Darth Vader, I am your father, and there's great yeah, reactions. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's so good. My favorite one though is, and I don't know what order they watched it. They have their kids reacting to Anakin kneeling to Sidious, mm -hmm. and he was like, "I now of course call you Darth Vader," and the girl's going, "What?" Like, they must have just watched it one, two, three. Yeah, like through. that's still kind of cool. Like, cause you realize, like that was our yeah, because, father moment. Because like for us, it's so it's so easy 
for people on this end that, you know, we're 20-something yeah. to bash on those prequels. But, but that right there, that is the magic of film right yeah. there where where you have a kid these are kids that are just watching this wholesome stuff i mean granted yeah. he kills a bunch of younglings yeah well that's side, before side that's bar. after he, yeah well sidebar yeah. like sidebar have you seen have you seen there's a picture there's a meme where it has the younglings thing yeah. and it's the kid who's like hey, what are we supposed to do yeah, so up. it takes that so it has that picture and he's holding the kid is holding like a present and he's like mr anakin we've ran out of wrapping paper what do we to do and then Anakin it's like that sort of the lightsaber <laughs> it's a paper. roll of wrapping paper and it says and then it, it goes to a, a, a panel of Anakin smiling and it says Anakin's hot grew three sizes <laughs> <laughs> that's what I envisioned a, a Disney Star Wars movie that would have been a be. good ending <laughs> <laughs> it's, like on, it's like the how it should have ended for episode three they're like he's like like instead of I forget the whole scenario was, but instead of going to the dark side, he like defeats the emperor, and then he has Luke and Leia. And he's like telling them the story in Naboo, and they're like, "So that's the whole story." He's like, "Yeah." And then we live happily here and have this family. They're like, "I feel like that could have led into a much better story than this one." <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. They're, oh they, sidebar: gosh. their stuff is really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. But yeah, so that just shows you the magic of film, though. Like, these kids, like, reacting yeah. so viscerally to it and just loving it. And so it's just a reminder that even something that we think is dumb yeah, is stupid. I think episode four is a terrible film. Yeah. But my roommate loves it. There's a lot yeah. of people that swear by it. And, and, I mean, like, and it's just the magic of film coming to fruition. Um, and, and like, so the kids showing up to Disney yeah. and looking at these Star Wars characters well, to life. My favorite example of that, because you're talking about episode four, was um, on Jimmy Kimmel's show the other day. He had like the whole cast from episode, mm -hmm. or the main cast on episode eight. So Laura Dern's in the new one, Jurassic yeah. Park. Woo woo. Um, and they, so they were, they were asking her like, oh, you've been in a big franchise before and like, what's this like? And she said, well, she's like, you know, I really got my love for cinema when like me and my friends went and saw you know, the original Star Wars in yeah. theaters in 1977. Yeah. But then the crazy part is they have the whole cast there, and Laura Dern's, like, had a really good career. Out, yeah. Outside of Jurassic Park, she's been in other really she's, good stuff. Yeah, she was just in Twin Peaks and, as well. Yeah, so she says all that she, She's going on and on, and she's, like, real professional. And she, like, gets halfway through her sentence, and she's, like, you can tell she's remembering seeing it for the first time. And she's, like, and oh, by the way, Luke Skywalker's here. <laughs> and, like, she just totally fangirls yeah. over Mark Hamill. Well, and then, like, you, you know, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, and you yeah. hear that almost a similar story with him being, like, he, he loved going to the cinema and watching Star Wars for the first yeah. time. Like, that, that is a pivotal moment in a lot of people's lives. And that shows you the power of that blockbuster and what George Lucas really did mm -hmm. for um, Hollywood. And so um, it, it's, and whether you're a sci-fi fan or not, and, and maybe it's not as much science, there's not really much science in there. So yeah. more of like space adventure type of person. You Here's can appreciate what Star Wars did. And like you look at the modern superhero film, yeah. modern superhero movies and cinematic universes and stuff wouldn't be the way they are without George Lucas. No. No, I was telling my wife that one day, this is like kind of a good note to end on. I know we kind of got away yeah. from the order and stuff, but um, I think it's kind of odd that like, so Walt Disney passed away, I think in 1975-ish, because it was right okay. before Disney World and came out in 77? Sure. Know. I don't know, 76, I, don't know. Know. I think know. it was. But anyways, um, so it was around the same time that Star Wars came out. So I was telling Jules, it's like it, it seems weird. It was almost like a passing of the torch of like Disney created all these like yeah. great memorable characters, and then like George Lucas comes to the to the um, to the yeah. forefront. And people can boohoo him all the time. You think of all the not just Star Wars, but like Indiana Jones, unforgettable character. Yeah, like all these characters. Indiana just, Jones being a product of Episode Four, and George Lucas just being afraid it was going to bomb. Yeah, like you've heard that story, right? So I the think. story. So the story is that he went to Hawaii when it premiered, after it premiered, like, the, the oh, first okay. weekend, because he was afraid that the press was going to destroy it. And so the one guy that kept faith in him, even after the first cut, which was reportedly horrendously That's bad, the one person that believed in him, they went on vacation, and you know who it was? Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And so while they were on the beach, they pitched and dreamed up the <laughs> idea of Indiana Jones. That's awesome. And then it was successful, and they were able to work together. And well, because like, I heard him talk about when he first, was Steven Spielberg first saw it, he was like... 
he was like, you know, he said, you know, he, he brought me and a bunch of other of his directing buddies to watch his first cut, and they were all, they had different yeah. things to say about it, and he was like, just basically saying, like, I think this has a chance of being, Something of being awesome. good. Yeah. 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 So, so what, uh, you big fan of Star Wars? Do you think I'm absolutely wrong about the uh, <laughs> episode four? Oh, and um, just real quick here, what is, what order do you put your favorites? As Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh, man. Like, we're going top to bottom, bottom You can go top. either way. Okay, so uh, probably we'll go from least favorite. So least favorite, and granted, I like all the Star Like, all of them probably get a six and a half or above okay. for me. Okay, So my least favorite one would probably be um, Attack of the Clones. Agree. Then right above that, Episode 1. Episode 1 does have some good stuff in it. I know there's Jar Jar. Take Jar Jar out of that movie. It's not bad. I mean, Qui-Gon's awesome. You got Qui-Gon, you Darth got... Maul, yeah, yeah. That, the Duel of the Fates. Yeah. That's that theme. Yeah. So those are the bottom ones. Um, they're going to take me to, to somewhere in a dark, deep, dark place for this one. But I, t I go back and forth between Episode 6 and Episode 7. Mm -hmm. So those ones there. Then Rogue One. Um, and then you get Episode... Um, then you get Episode 4... Um, episode three is a close mm -hmm. one for my top, and then my favorite one's Empire Strikes Back. Okay, um, for me, episode two is the worst, followed by four being second worst. Mm. Um, then I go episode one. I really do like episode one a lot. I'll watch it. You got yeah. the pod races. You got Darth Maul. Yeah. You got Qui Gon. They're awesome. Um, I might actually put. Well, let's, let's just let's just throw everybody for a loop. I'm gonna put episode six and then episode one, and yeah. then we'll go um, Rogue One. And then um, Rogue One, then Force Awakens, Episode Five. My favorite is Episode Three. Yeah, Absolutely Episode love Three. It. I love so the bridging good. of everything together. Yeah, and it's just it's epic. You can call me ridiculous, whatever. It's the only Star Wars movie that, when you think about it, it starts epic and it ends epic. Yeah, because like most of them, like the like the Episode Four has a slow build. Empire Strikes Back gets there. He gets attacked yeah. by a Wampa. But there's nothing like th this one starts out with. Like there's an air, there's like an air battle going on. Then they're going through like the space yeah. station. Then there's a Jedi or Sith battle. Like you get all the good off. Star Wars yeah. stuff. And that's the opening twenty minutes. Yeah. Then the finale. Yeah. You get Yoda epic. fighting Corvus fights. But at the same time, they're really fun. They're really awesome, and it's just like but man, just, explosions and lightsabers and stuff, man. Like, what the, more do you want? I think like I, I I like I think you talk about this with Batman Returns is like not being like the best film with Batman in it, it being like the most Batman movie. Yeah. As far as live action. But like I feel like episode three is kinda of, maybe I'm wrong on this, but for me as just a generic movie fan, not generic, but as far as Star Wars goes. Like that is the, your yeah. Star Wars movie. I mean you get everything you want in there. I mean even Chewbacca and you know, seeing full Wookiees is in there. Just because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So those are our thoughts. Uh, let us know how we're wrong. We'd love to hear that. <laughs> Um, just a couple of housekeeping things. Um, so I have a friend that uh, I met in the um, in in the We Rally Facebook page, um, which we talked about this uh, a few weeks back. Um, yeah. It's an awesome, positive place talking about like how we can um, better empower women and uh, females in the in and just not be um, ridiculously dumb when it comes to like film analysis yeah. and YouTube space and just all this stuff. And so um, it's a really awesome place. I encourage you to check it out. But anyway, um, she's she's uh, doing some really good work. My friend, uh, this girl, um, Natalie Hodgins. Um, sorry if I butchered your name. Um, she's in London, and she's actually right now she's a director and uh, is crowdfunding a short film. Um, and I'll put in the uh, trailer. Um, well, I'm not. We'll, we'll link the trailer below and also the Indiegogo. Um, uh, campaign that they're doing right now, but it's called Girl Happy. I've watched the trailer. It looks delightful. It looks awesome. And she's just a really awesome individual. So give her some love. Um, pitch in a few bucks uh, towards um, their campaign and that would be awesome. I don't know, I'd appreciate it. She'll appreciate it. Um, it's just a good time all around. Um, so uh, we, though, have a trailer to show you guys um, for something that's coming up. And I'm not going to say what it is. Let's just roll that clip, shall we? You tell tell them to roll the clip. Roll it. Well, hey, sport. Merry Christmas. 
M. I said, Merry Christmas! We don't have to have television for Christmas entertainment. How about a nice Christmas story? Hmm? Okay. It was the night before Christmas, or at least the Christmas podcast. Ray and Austin were in their office, and they were talking quite fast. Their discussion had fervor and passion, and it could Christmas definitely be heard from the bottom floor of the building to the people no. up on the third. Oh, look at me. I'm a hipster. I don't like traditional Christmas movies. That doesn't even make sense! It doesn't even think about it! You're a mean one, Mr. Ray, and you know why. Batman Returns isn't even a Christmas movie. You say it is, it's a lie. Well, I hate the live-action Grinch, that one you find so groovy. What's up with that voice by Jim Carrey? What is it? A Sean Connery done poorly? I don't like it. Wait, didn't you just... The yelling intensified, and it only became worse, until finally, their voices became quite hoarse. They sat and pondered and knew what must be done. We could go caroling and carol our cares away. Or we could do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, podcast sounds good. They'd have a debate on Prancer, on Nightmare, and White Christmas too. They'd figure out which film makes their Christmas <laughs> least And at the end, they would know the answer to their query. Which Christmas film is best? Which makes the people most cheery? It will be the debate before Christmas on the Real Good Podcast. Stay tuned, get ready. This will be the best. So, how'd you like the tale? I don't know. I think the Grinch movie is still a better story. How dare you enter the Grinch's How about that? Doesn't wow. that get you in the Christmas season? <laughs> yeah, so um, that's coming up. So make sure you tune in on that date so that um, you, you see what all's going on. Um, so, uh, awesome where can people find you? Facebook, um, under my name, Austin James, um, the one from Marietta, I'm sure there's others. Uh, and uh, Twitter, I'm at ADJames24, and um, yeah, and I think I have a Snapchat, so if you find me on there. Yeah, he does. He sends inappropriate <laughs> stuff, though. No, I so, don't. Too I many don't. pictures of golden doodles. I do send a lot of those. Um, at Official R. Morris um, on everything, just look it up. Um, and then make sure you follow Red Turbo Jacket Productions, just follow the end title, and um, all the links below. Um, uh, in and uh, just in the description we put it all in there whatever um, you know where to find us make sure you tell your friends what's going on so uh, for the real good podcast brought to you by coffee and red turbo jacket productions um, i'm raymond morris and i'm austin james we'll see you next time bye see ya bye bye now are they gone are they gone okay why are you still here <laughs>